Rafa, your costume was so scary at our Zoom Halloween party. Your contacts and the teeth just made your costume. Where did you get them? Oh my gosh, thanks. I got the contacts and the teeth at Morph Store. It's online. Go to morphstore.com. Ooh, I'm looking up right now. I'm so excited for our next guest, Andy and Linda Gale Wright. Yeah, both of them are FX makeup artists. Yeah, Andy is the owner and founder of Morph Store and MCA Makeup and Creative Arts. Morph Store is an online shop where you can buy prosthetics, contact lenses, vacuum form masks, teeth adhesives, anything for your Halloween or cosplay costumes. MCA is a fully operational studio that specializes in creating a wide range of designs, original and custom special effects makeup, mask props, and they also offer on-set application services. You can check them both out at morphstore.com and makeupca.com. You will find all this information and more in my show notes. One other shout out that I want to give Andy and Linda Gale, they do two events each year for the Orlando community. The first event is Straight Men Real Makeup. This benefits the One Pulse organization. They also host a Halloween party each year at one of Orlando's local nightclubs. To find out when these events occur, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Instagram. You can also check their websites out, morphstore.com or makeupca.com. So let's get started. What does it feel like to create Halloween? Welcome, Andy and Linda Gale. We're so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having us. We're excited too. Yay. So Andy, how did you end up getting started in special effects makeup? Uh, Well, interestingly enough, that wasn't my original direction. Um, I had actually went to Indiana State University in Terre Haute, Indiana and got my degree in graphic design. And while I was there, um, I had a really good friend of mine who had gone to a makeup school in Toronto, Canada called Complexions. And when uh, he came back. It was during while we were still in school. So when he came back, he showed me all the things that they were doing and working on. And that's what solidified it for me. I actually originally <laughs> wanted to be an animator for Disney. Um, and then once I saw that it was more of a 3D kind of a form and an art, that's what really kind of pushed me over the edge of of wanting to do that. Not had a theatrical background doing, you know, theater from, you know, fourth grade on you know, all the way through college. And so there was, you know, those aspects of makeup also kind of helped to influence and shape, you know, the desire to move forward with it. Um, And then as I kind of started to put everything together and learn a lot of things on my own, uh, you know, the choice became kind of clear of, well, really where a lot of this stuff takes place is going to be either Florida, you know, California or New York. And I felt like, well, California is probably pretty oversaturated you know, at the time I wanted to pursue this, New York, I, I, I didn't even, you know, really know what niche I'd fit into and how long that would take. And then I thought, well, you know, Florida seems like it might be a more mid-ground kind of an area to pursue it. So I came down here and in 1997, I got a job at Universal Studios in the prosthetics department there. At the time, it was it was a pretty small department. I think there were only I think I'm going to say two full-time people at the time. And we were, a lot of the stuff was originally vendored out and then they kind of were making this slow transition to be creating everything on property. So I kind of came in with a couple other guys uh, at the same time. And within about a year or so, we started to get a, a lot more work that started to grow the department. So 
you know, me and a select group of like six people were like the pioneers that ended up developing the prosthetics department at Universal. And we got more and more jobs. At first, it was just like the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review, which is the first job that that we were all kind of doing stuff out of. Mm-hmm. And then it got onto more and more things with Halloween Horror Nights, expanding all of our our talents and and abilities to be able to create masks and prosthetics and full blown, you know, foam latex suit characters and things like that. So that's that's really how everything kind of started. So was it hard to get into Universal? Did you have to, how do, how do you get in? Did you have to have a portfolio or did you have to audition? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you bring with you a portfolio of the work that you've done. Um, and they go through a whole interview process. I think at the, at the time, because I, I really feel like timing is, was everything on it because I think that had I waited even six months later or a year, I don't think I would have gotten in because there were other people that were interviewing for that position. And I think if I would have waited, I would have missed an opportunity. And, uh, so yeah, we went through the whole, the whole process and then it was, you know, finally getting, getting in and they would start you obviously at a one oh one, you know, kind of a level. So doing things like maintaining the pieces at the show and, and that sort of a thing. And then, you know, showing, you know, as you show, as you were able to display more of an aptitude for doing things like painting and coloration and color matching and, and sculpture, then, you know, they'd be like, oh, hey, would you mind working on creating this skull piece or this wound or something like that? And then you'd, you'd end up building yourself up. So I think the time in which I got in and auditioned was crucial because the department itself was so young and so fresh uh, that, that there wasn't a whole lot of seasoned things going on where 10,000 people were flooding. But soon, soon thereafter, about, you know, give about five to six years later, it was the, the most sought after place for people to want to try to pursue doing makeup. That's almost seems like it was like an apprenticeship in a way, you know, like you would learning hands-on as you, as you um, progressed, you know, adding more things to your plate and learning more. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a very good point because not only were we able to kind of have the gift of learning on company time, but we also learned a lot from everybody else that brought in talents that they might've learned something different from their experiences. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. So, um, what was your first costume or your first prosthetic piece that you worked on? Was it a scary or was it just Beetlejuice? And then when you moved to Halloween Horror Nights, what, what season did you start on Halloween Horror Nights or what was the theme that year? That was a couple questions in one. Sorry about yeah. that. Okay, no, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I, parking I, I spot were you in, in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can file them and, and, and address them accordingly. Um, so, yeah, the first... Oh, man. Wow, you're really asking me to dig into the archives. Okay, here. sorry. You don't have to dig that deep. But <laughs> <Okay>. you, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think the first... Probably some of the first pieces that I did was for the, the Graveyard Review, the show. Okay. So things like... Um, you know, sculpting a Wolfman mask or a Frankenstein head or a Beetlejuice head or Wolfman gloves, you know, things like that uh, was probably the biggest flavor of the day at the time. Uh, and we, we went right into Horror Nights from there. So 90, 1997 was my first my first Horror Nights. And oh my gosh, I'm trying to think back then what the theme was. I so, think that was the second year they had the parade. I was in the parade the year prior. In 96? In 96. Okay, yeah. So we had oh, just- right. <laughs> okay, so yes, I'm glad you said that. So that Amen. takes me back. I believe it was either, it was either 97 or 98. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm getting it blurred. But we did, we had, I, lo- I love that parade. 
Oh my God. I love that parade so much. Um, what was the oh, parade? Yeah, had, like, yeah, I didn't know they had one. I wish I, I missed out. Was, I missed out. Was it? It was not like a Disney float type parade. They literally had big trucks that pulled trailers, but the units were really cool and the mm-hmm. costumes were amazing. And then you did darkness. Yep. Uh, uh, well, you created the darkness. Not no, not that not year. That not year. that year. That was Jim Udenberg, who, who who by the by the way, Jim Udenberg has been one of my biggest influences. He was my first supervisor um, at Universal, and he has been. To this day, he's just been one of the biggest influences of my life um, and, and directing my career. So shout out to, to Jim for that. Um, but yeah, Jim had done Darkness that year. And I, and I think if I remember correctly, we also had this Chupacabra thing that yeah. we had done. It was this uh, this winged character and had these like legs that were turned backwards like a like a bird. And it was, it was really cool. Um, and getting him into that suit was just insane and, and i totally tipped my hat to you i think it was if i remember correctly so if memory serves i think it was kevin ball who was the one who was in the suit and it was i just i didn't envy him at all <laughs> I mean, it was it was this it was this foam suit that we literally had to like slather on ky jelly all over him and like literally yank him into this suit and <laughs> He was in it and he was in it the whole entire night, you know, because he was also glued into a prosthetic. So that, that was a pretty that was a pretty thrilling time because it really, you know, was kind of like being thrown into the lion's den. You know, you, you were you were given this opportunity to do this you know, incredible character with the entire team. It was not just me, by the way. Um, but, you know, doing things like casting up the feet and the head pieces and the hands. And and we had a, a pre-existing uh, body creature suit from. Uh, I think I want to say it was like, like tales from the crypt or tales from the dark side, or it was something that we had gotten from some other production. And I can't remember right now, but we had to, had to rerun the core in it and read. I mean, it was a lot of work. And uh, the funny thing is, is that when I, when, you know, after we had completed that and I would show my work to other people and they'd be like, wow, my gosh, that must've been such a fun project. That looks like, man, that must've been like really expensive. And and I'm like, oh yeah, I had a pretty decent price tag on it. And they're like, what? That was like like five hundred dollars or something. And I'm like, um, about twenty-five thousand dollars to do yeah. that. And, and and they were like, Whoa, my gosh, I can't believe that. And, it's, and so it's interesting when people have in their head how much the they perception think. Perception of the cost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So is Halloween like one of your favorite times of year? because you're getting the costumes ready or developing ideas for costumes and makeup or. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, I think I've never outgrown Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Since I was a, a kid. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, I was, I think I was at one point I, I went trick or treating in my neighborhood as a six foot Yoda because, uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to dress up. Uh, of course I'd be, it was funny cause I would get to people's, you know, uh, doorsteps and I would get on my knees and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, cause you know, Yoda's not six feet, but, uh, anyway, so it, it's always been an exciting time. It's been such a wonderful time to, uh, you know, create something really fun, become something that, that, that you've always wanted to, to try to portray or be, um, I'm always humored by people that, say, you know, they, 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 oh, they don't celebrate Halloween or something like that. And I'm like, well, why, you know I mean? It's yeah. so much fun. And the, and they, they have this preconceived, you know, notion that it's like the day of Satan. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, really? Okay. I agree. And, I agree. And I kind of give people a history lesson on, you know, why it's not anything like that. And you've seen way too many movies. 
Um, but it, it is, it's something that, that is such a fun thing to do that we've also passed on to our kids and they just, they love dressing up. They love being able to just do fun things. And, um, I think our oldest daughter, what was it? Probably three or four years she ago. Was 10. Yeah, she was <laughs> 10, uh, had her first prosthetic. I made her first prosthetic oh, wow. for her and she was like uh, a trans, she was transforming into a, a wolf, you know, a werewolf kind of a thing. And she's, I put it on her twice and she had it on the first time she had it on for 10 hours. Oh, well, she didn't want to take it off. I can't even imagine having a parent that could create, (laughs) you know, pretend I wouldn't take off my costume either. (laughs) I was really, I was really proud of her because wearing, wearing a, a prosthetic, depending upon how it's, how it's made and the design of it can be very, very, I mean, I, I've, I've lost count of how many times I've been in, in prosthetics um, probably one of the biggest and hardest ones for me to wear to this day that I can think of was Hades that I did, which I think was the one that we, that you guys were at that Halloween party yeah. and, and yes. Linda Gale was, was Maleficent and yes. I was Hades. And yeah. that one, that one's tough to wear. And, and it's tough to wear in the sense that I've got this, you know, more broadened, elongated chin. So looking mm-hmm. down, it hits the chest part and even just moving it kind of restricts your movement a little bit. And uh, I've got all this armor on and that locks the heat in. And so you're just kind of miserably, you know, sweating and you're you know, marinating in your own juices all night. Which is- <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I would never even know that, that you are uncomfortable in any way, mm-hmm. shape or form. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it depends on how many drinks I've had. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to say, you all are so good because every time I've gone to one of your events, and I'm looking for you, I have to try to guess who you are. I can't tell that it's you. And you're also such a character. It's fantastic. Well, thanks. So I think So I'm hoping that next year you all will be able to resume this event. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate so that. We appreciate it. it. It is it is a fun event. It's it's a it's also it's also a time of year when I've been doing everything for other clients and, and other projects, and this is one of those times when I can do something for myself and and not have to. I mean, of course, I'm my own worst critic anyway, so I will always continue to tear down my own work. But um, but the fact that you know we can just kind of do whatever we want, and there are a lot of times that that Linda Gale will come to me with a concept, and at first I'm like. Oh, really? I mean, you, you want, want to do something like that? And, and like, remember the year that she came up with, um, and we're going to do zombies. It was the theme for our, our, our year at that party. And we had made this, this set that it started off as me just saying, you know what, I, I'd like to, re- you know, make a display bust of a zombie head. And that turned into a four foot deep, 12 feet wide and nine feet high set that, that I'm like, <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> and so we brought that set with us to the party. And the theme for us was, we were going to try to do a cross of pop culture and the theme was zombies. And it was, we were going to go uh, as zombies trying to fit into pop culture dressed as the cast of Jersey shore. Oh, and wow. so, and so it was completely ridiculous. And, and, and like, so I was Polly D and then Linda Gale was Jay. Wow. And then her parents who, who we love dearly and, and are just like kids like us when it comes to Halloween, mm-hmm. her mom was Snooky and then her dad was Vinny. Um, so it was, it was hilarious. It was such a good time. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about your parents, Linda, because um, they're very dedicated in character that one year they were on stilts. Yeah. Kind of like, they kind of remind me like the land striders from the dark crystal. They were like on these little stilts and uh, yeah. Yeah. 60, 
63, I think, and 65 at the time that yeah. they were at the time. And they actually did stilts two or three years in a row. Uh-huh. Um, they came up. They came up with different costumes each time and used the same stilts. And yeah, it was you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was petrified. I was so worried one of them were going to fall all night. But they had a blast. <laughs> People loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. So, can you rattle off some of the costumes that you created? Can um, okay. Well, there's Bloody Mary uh, was one of the icon characters for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, that was, oh my gosh, that was quite a few years ago. Uh, I, I actually did get a chance to do Darkness, uh, which for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the big red demon with the big black horns from Legend. Um, Jim was the one who did the first one. And then I then I ended up, actually I've done it twice because then I recreated it again on Linda Gale. I did a female version. I remember version. that. I remember the female version. It was very cool. I was going to ask you what awesome. inspired that, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I saw that movie as a kid, I was like, and I, I still to this day can't believe that's Tim Curry. I know. I know. And you that's know, I can tell you the prosthetic work that he did and his acting just embodied the character but yes yeah i mean i know he had to i know he had to just be swimming in the middle of foam latex somewhere you know and, and really the only way you can kind of tell is like by the just the eye area and then right around his mouth right here where mm-hmm. his lips are it's like very very tim curry because he has that very distinctive mouth yeah but um so other characters um werewolves i think we did werewolves one year mm-hmm. then we also did zombies like we did vampires yeah the vampires the fantasy characters that were the you were the fairy and I was the like an elf, elf. elder. Yeah. Um, well, then there was the other, other elf elder that I did that was more reminiscent of the movie legend when you were darkness, mm-hmm. that one. Um, currently creating Freddy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Currently I'm creating a female version of, of Freddy Krueger for Linda Gale. Oh, is that for this Halloween? With some pins in it. Yeah. Because because of what's been going on this year, uh, Andy's been taking the opportunity to create things that have been on the I'd like to get to it one of these days mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. And um, I <laughs> charged him to create because he's been saying he wanted to do a female Freddy. I said, why not do it? I know we're not having a party, but why not take this time, this downtime to uh, create it? And so on Halloween night, we're going to reveal what she's going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. on Instagram. So yeah, he, uh, we've cool. been posting um, process pictures, you know, along the way, things that he, you know, how he's been working on it and stuff. So yeah, you can see it on the makeup and creative arts page. Yeah. And the, the, the idea behind it is not to, is more to get inspiration from the versions of Freddie, not to do, not to make her look like Robert England. Right. You know, and makeup. it's um, how successful it will be. Don't know. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll I can't wait how it turns out, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the direction behind it. So have you ever walked into your shop and had a creation that you're working on that scared the crap out of you or something? (laughs) Because I can't imagine like being in there and then like you're working late at night or something and you turn, you forget that you have something over in the corner. I think, I I think if it's, there's only one instance where I actually, at one point I was, I was having to do a bunch of bodies. And so instead of going through, you know, taking body casts of people, I just ordered them. And then and I know this is going to sound odd because having conversations like this isn't necessarily normal conversation, but I basically had to cut all the body parts off and use what I needed to use. <laughs> and so 
I, what I didn't really, you know, use, I put into a pile over here. And then like some of the heads I put over in different areas. Well, there was one, uh, that it just, it just had a very, I don't know, like a creepy look to it. Like these eyes were just really wide and this really crazy kind of expression. And I think it was, I normally I have a pattern of where I put things, but if, if I just kind of go, Oh, you know what? Oh God, I got to go or something like that. And I just put it someplace. Then my mind doesn't register that I actually put it there until I go look for looking for it. So I did that. And, and <laughs> so I put the head right as I was coming in the door, looking at the door. And so I came in one day and, and the, and the lights were just perfect coming in through the window. And I just opened the door and I went, Oh God. Okay. So I, okay all right. <laughs> I was like, you need to go ahead and make sure you do a mental note of, I put this here, I put this here, I put this here. So I oh, know when you open that door, you're going to see that thing right there. Looking right but, at you. Yeah. But I'd say for the, for the most part, um, for the most part, no, nothing, nothing really uh, affects or bothers me. I can, say, I can say when we first started dating, this was all, <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up celebrating Halloween and loved to get dressed up and stuff. So it wasn't like I was against it or anything. But when we first started dating and I went over to his apartment for the first time and saw his bedroom had all these displays of heads. Um, no, no things that he had created now, in my, in my defense. <laughs> it's not like there's like severed guts and like neck giblets yeah. hanging out and like bloody walls. It was just, it was like, you know, cause a lot of the stuff, honestly, I really don't do a lot of traditional gore. It's mm -hmm. more like character, character, uh, uh, characters and, you know, creatures and things mm -hmm. like that. As far as blood and guts, I mean, I'll do it of course, you know, if it's yeah. what the client yeah. wants. Um, so it, it wasn't that it was more like, well, you describe it because I, I, I want to hear from different heads on his wall uh, above the bed. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> this anywhere. That's, out of the, that's not going to happen. That's out of the room. You know? <laughs> it's not like you were shopping for a wig. Too many people watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess in, in a, in a certain sense, it's kind of like if you were to walk into somebody's house and they're like this, you know, gigantic baby doll collector and you kind of go, uh, this is really weird. <laughs> you know? yeah, totally. Yeah. The rule was you can keep your creations. That's fine. But they have their own room that mm. I don't have to go in if I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever with any of your creations really scared somebody else? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. It, one of the things that's fun to see, especially with when we did, you know, Halloween Horror Nights a lot is to see people's reaction yeah. to something that was done. Uh, but, but a lot of times, and, and I think a lot of people don't understand and, and forget to give credit to the person wearing it. It's just, it's just a piece of rubber or silicone sitting on a shelf until somebody brings it to life by wearing it mm -hmm. and how they, you know, animate that character is, is what's going to amplify the reaction. And so that's kind of a fun thing to be able to see when you do create something and you know that that person had gotten that immersed in it, that it, everything came together. So yeah, there, there've been, there've been things like that. Uh, even some of the funnier things too, there was one character that I've created called Blair and she's this cracked doll look, you know, very creepy kind of a thing. But the thing about her character, that's very uh, reminiscent of a lot of silent characters. They don't really speak. Uh, you know, you're, you're Michael Myers, you're Jason Voorhees, these kind of characters is that she could just look at somebody 
and then just tilt her head to the side and they would just freak out and pee themselves. Yeah, that, you know, it, of it just, anything. No, it freaks her out. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I can't be in a room with skeletons anymore with the uh, strobe lights. <laughs> well, it was so much fun talking with you guys. I love this and I want to continue the conversation. Sure. We have a lot to talk about. Um, you guys are both so involved in the Orlando community with uh, straight men, real makeup. I would love to talk to you all about that. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, we're definitely going to have to talk about your Halloween event next year. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank, thank you guys you. for having us. I look forward And now it's time for our recap. Spooky clowns. Darkness. Halloween parades. Vacuum form masks. Prosthetics. Spooky <laughs> contacts. Super spooky. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It's so funny. It's